This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. The city of Grand Prairie, Texas, where I worked in an airplane factory for decades, is going to rename Second Street. That's downtown Grand Prairie. On Saturday, this coming Saturday, the new name will be Dolores Huerta. It's a good time to be thinking about our heroes. My biggest living hero isn't a hero. It's a heroine. Dolores Huerta. This is the first street to be named after Sister Huerta in Fort Worth nearby here. A portion of State Highway 183 already has her name. Wikipedia has more. It says that the intersection of East 1st and Chicago Streets in the Los Angeles neighborhood of Boyle Heights is named Dolores Huerta Square. Here and there, there are four elementary schools named after her, and at least two middle schools, and one asteroid. Now for you younger people, let me draw you a picture of what American unions were like back in the 1960s. Their politics were largely reactionary. Young people didn't call them AFL-CIO. They called them the AFL-CIA. They didn't believe in recruiting undocumented workers. They believed in deporting them. They didn't do any organizing in Spanish-speaking communities. They didn't do any community organizing. In fact, one could argue that they weren't doing much organizing at all. Did labor have friends in the civil rights movement? Not many. Did they have friends in the faith community, among churches? Not many. Did they have friends in the student movement? Believe me, brothers and sisters, they had almost none, because nearly the entire labor movement was supporting the war in Vietnam. Then along came Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta with the United Farm Workers. Now they had student friends, they had lots of student friends. They had church friends, they had civil rights friends, they had community friends, lots and lots of them. They had so many friends that they could carry out a national boycott, actually an international boycott of grapes, and they could win outright victories against incredible odds with their little organization. For years and years afterward, union leaders would brag that they knew Cesar and Dolores. For years afterward, union leaders would claim that they once marched with the United Farm Workers of America. Some of them still brag like that. I still do. Dolores Huerta and Cesar Chavez and their little underfinanced movement had that great an effect on the American labor movement. They literally woke us up and showed us how to do things. Now, if you want to find out about Dolores Huerta, there's a, a very good documentary movie named Dolores. It'll tell you some of the life of Huerta. And there are a lot of facts on the Internet. She was born on April the 10th, 1930, in New Mexico. So she just celebrated her 91st birthday. Her mother raised her, along with her siblings. 
When Huerta co-founded the NFWA with Cesar Chavez, she had seven children and relied on a salary of $5 a week, plus donations of food and clothing. In the years that followed, she shook the world, kept on making very little money, and added five more children. She attended college at the University of the Pacific's Stockton College, where she earned a provisional teaching certificate. After teaching elementary school, Huerta up and left her job and began her lifelong crusade to correct economic injustice. And here's a quote I saw on Wikipedia. She said, quote, I couldn't tolerate seeing kids come to class hungry and needing shoes. I thought I could do more by organizing farm workers than by trying to teach their hungry children. End quote. Dolores Huerta, along with Fred Ross, co-founded and organized the Stockton chapter of the Community Service Organization. Now, later on, the Community Service Organization decided that they did not want to organize farm workers, and so that was the end of that. In 1960, Dolores Huerta co-founded the Agricultural Workers Association, which set up voter registration drives and pressed local governments for barrio improvements. In 1962, she co-founded with Cesar Chavez the National Farm Workers Association, which later they changed the name to the United Agricultural Workers Organizing Committee. Dolores Huerta was the only woman to ever sit on the board of the United Farm Workers until 2018. In 1965, Huerta directed the UFW's national boycott during the Delano Grape Strike, taking the plight of the farm workers to the consumers. She led the organization of boycotts advocating for consumer rights. The boycott resulted in the entire California grape industry signing a three-year collective bargaining agree agreement with the United Farm Workers in 1970. Dolores Huerta has been active in lobbying for laws to improve the lives of farm workers. Some of the laws she supported included the following, and this is not anywhere nearly an exhaustive list because she's still doing it. In 1960, there was a bill to permit Spanish-speaking people to take the California driver's examination in Spanish. 1962, legislation repealing the Bracero program. That was a program where uh, the big ranchers could bring Mexicans in just to pick their harvest and then send them all back to Mexico. In 1963, she supported legislation to extend the federal program aid to families with dependent children up to California farm workers because before that farm workers didn't get welfare. In 1975, she supported the California Agricultural Labor Relations Act, and she's still doing it. As an advocate for farm workers' rights, Huerta has been arrested 22 times for participating in nonviolent civil disobedience activities and strikes. She remains active in progressive causes, even though she's 91 years old and raised 11 children. 
and she serves on the boards of People for the American Way, Consumer Federation of California, and Feminist Majority Foundation. In September 1988, in front of the St. Francis Hotel in Union Square, Huerta was severely beaten by San Francisco police officer Frank Achim during a peaceful and lawful protest of the politics and platform of the then-candidate for President George H.W. Bush. The baton beating caused significant internal injuries to her torso, resulting in several broken ribs and requiring the removal of her spleen in emergency surgery. The beating was caught on videotape and broadcast widely on local television news. Later, Dolores Huerta won a large judgment against the San Francisco Police Department and the city of San Francisco. The money which she got from the lawsuit she used for the benefit of farm workers. Now this is when I sort of began to be more conscious of her. I knew about her. I'd been around in the labor movement some years in those days, and I'd seen her picture several times. But the news article that I read mentioned her height and weight. She was five foot three and weighed 125 pounds when the San Francisco police beat her up with batons, broke her ribs, and busted her spleen. Five foot three and 125 pounds. That's when I realized that there was a true, great American heroine in our midst. Presently, Huerta is president of the Dolores Huerta Foundation, which she founded in 2002. She has currently 15 honorary doctorates. And in addition to those colleges, she's been honored by the, city, the nation of Mexico, by President Obama, the state of California, President Bill Clinton, Ladies Home Journal magazine, the Community of Christ, the Democratic National Convention, Planned Parenthood, Democratic Socialists of America, United Neighborhood Centers of America, UCLA, and the Women's March on Washington. Those are just a few that you'll find on the internet. I still see her around. And I don't just see her coming to accept awards. She's still marching, still speaking, still organizing, and still standing up for workers' rights in America. They're going to name a street after her next Saturday in Grand Prairie, Texas. I couldn't think of anybody who deserves it more. Dolores Huerta. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.